Welcome to Engaged Company Culture, a podcast directed at you, helping you to stop the employee exodus in your organization. This podcast has three different types of episodes. First, you have tips, tricks, observations, stories, research from me, Dr. Katherine Weiberg of Profitable Alignment. Second, interviews with other consultants, other coaches who are here to serve you so you can learn other tips and tricks to engaging your employees, to stop the employee exodus, to consciously create and continue a company culture where people want to be and where they encourage other people to come to work and to become your customers. Third, I interview other business leaders who have engaged company cultures and want to share their stories. You might learn from them how they have applied principles of company culture to increase their employee retention, increase their profits, increase their productivity, and increase everyone's job satisfaction. Thank you for joining me. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Thank you for joining me on today's Engaged Company Culture podcast. Today's guest is Tammy Drost. She is an award-winning business and brand strategist and top 10 business coach. With 20 plus years as a business and brand strategist, marketing executive, creative director, and head of operations in agency, corporate, and nonprofit environments, Tammy recognized that regardless of industry and asset size, each organization faces similar challenges. Through a 360-degree approach, she implemented award-winning solutions for large, complex corporations and realized they could be tailored to small businesses. In 2019, Tammy founded the Business 360 Method to equip female entrepreneurs with knowledge, strategies, tools, resources, and support to build a strategic and integrated business foundation that gets them down to business and back to living. The Business 360 Method offers business and brand strategy and alignment, one-on-one coaching, a private Facebook community, a done-for-you business plan, strategic planning, and eight-week business brand marketing and communications programs with group coaching. Tammy speaks about business, brand, marketing, leadership, and self-confidence. She's a boy mom who enjoys traveling, kayaking, the gym, yoga, good books, and time with her four pets. Tammy, welcome to Engaged Company Culture. Thank you, and thanks for having me today. You have quite a diversified background with lots of change in size of the businesses you work with. I would like to know what brought you from where you were to where you are. Well, I think that it's, you know, it it boiled down to, I started out in my career, so to speak, as a creative. And when I, you know, I was young, 
I didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up. I was one of those people. And so I ended up with, you know, a background as a designer, but also I was literally three credits short of also having a business and marketing degree. So one of the things that I found early on, I started on the agency side, was that I had a knack for being able to connect uh, creatives with business-minded people, because I noticed right away there was a gap in, in their understanding of one another and how each other worked. And so I was really able to bridge that gap because I had that strategic background and I was able to see both the creative and the business side. And I, you know, ended up landing a contract at one of my, I, landed a job off of a contract at one of my corporate clients, spent about 14 years there, and then went to the nonprofit side. So you could say I've had a good kind of well-rounded view. And, you know, when I was working corporate, I also had, I had um, at one point done work across 24 different industries. So I, I had a lot of, you know, I was able to gain a lot of insight over those years. That is amazing. I've learned that we can learn a lot about people when we look at the leaders they admire. You have a wide range of leaders in your personal life that you admire working with agency, working with corporate, working with nonprofits, working with female entrepreneurs, but of all of the leaders in the world, who is the one that you admire most and why? I don't know that I have one particular leader. I think that I, I admire a lot of entrepreneurs for different reasons. Um, Sarah Blakely, for example, who started Spanx. I have great admiration for her. She took an idea and took it to the next level. I also love, you know, Richard Branson and what he's done with Virgin. He's, you know, not your typical entrepreneur. He's not afraid to push boundaries and do cutting edge things. So I don't know that it's any one particular um person that I gravitate towards. There's also young people. I mean, look at the young woman um, who fought for education, Malala, um, and she fought for women's rights and education, and she's still doing that. So I, I think I look at different ones for different things. And I, whatever I can take away from that, I do. Thank you. So based on that diversity, will you share with us some of your personal leadership journey? Sure. Um, you know, in my journey, I think, to success has been like many um, entrepreneurs, women in particular. It's been a long winding road filled with a lot of potholes, some detours along the way. You know, as I said earlier, I was one of those women who I just didn't know what I needed to, you know, wanted to be when I grew up, but I assumed that an education might be a good idea. So, you know, I dabbled in a lot of things, everything from psychology to graphic design, illustration, business and marketing. And ultimately, as I said, they led me to 
down a good path, I think, career-wise. It led to 20-plus years as a business and brand strategist, a marketing executive. And, you know, one of the things along the way is I recognize that every business faced similar challenges regardless of the industry, asset size. And I also realized that I could tailor those, you know, award-winning solutions that I was delivering to the big companies to entrepreneurs and small businesses. Um, I don't necessarily buy into one particular leadership style. I firmly believe that the way you lead really depends on the people um, and what they need in a leader. And that can be different from project to project. It can be different from company to company. So I've always been very careful, never get to get locked into one particular leadership or communication style. Uh, I try to adjust it based on who who's on my team, who I'm speaking to, you know, and the same goes for learning style when, you know, at one point I was leading a team of 67. And if I interviewed every single person on my team, they would all tell you they had different preferences when it came to communication and learning. That is fantastic. I love that you are so open to what the people with whom you're working need. That's a, a big thing from my perspective as well. I work with people on appreciative intelligence, which is recognizing the strengths in the people, recognizing the aspirations and the results that you want, and then building on those to get the results that you're looking for. So that can be different from team to team. I love that you bring that out. Yeah, I think that when you play to someone's strengths, you start to bring out the best in them. You're able to really help them shine. Um, so I always try to do that and really look at, you know, yes, I looked at my team as a team, but also who were the individuals on that team and what made them tick and what did they need to bring out the best of the best with their skill set. Thank you so much. So is this something that you teach in your business 360 method? What advice would you give to leaders from that perspective? I would say is that, you know, I see a lot of leaders sometimes forget where they've come from. And, you know, especially leaders who have worked their way, you know, from the ground up. Um, and I think that as a leader, you can never lose sight of that because a lot of times you might not realize that somebody's performance is poor because they don't have the tools they need to do their job effectively. So I think it's always important to have, as a leader, to have your finger on the pulse of the organization and on your team. Because if you don't, things start to slip through the cracks. You know, you may not understand that somebody who's always been a top performer, suddenly they're showing up late to work every day. And maybe it's because they're dealing with a child who's sick, or maybe it's a personal issue and they are not comfortable um, telling that or mentioning that to somebody at work. 
So I think that as a leader, you have to really be in tune with if you notice changes on your team, why is it happening? You know, could it be an organizational issue, a process issue? Um, could it be that they don't have the tools that they need? It could be as simple as that. I love that. I absolutely love that. And <clears throat> recognizing that it really could be anything. So I love that you were saying, have your finger on the pulse of the organization, know what your people are experiencing. Do they have the tools they need? Are they struggling with something on the personal side of life? If this person used to be a top for top performer, what actually is causing Mm. that person not to be a top performer anymore. Right. Now, another thing that you've talked about is in your branding approaches and your marketing approaches and the things that you do with clients. You have presented a, a question. I'd like to have a little bit more background on this. Of how many employees understand a business's brand strategy and ultimate business goals. Why is that important? I think it's hugely important because when, you know, and I'll, I'll give you a prime example. You know, I worked for a large global organization who um, went through an extensive rebrand that affected over 150 countries. And it didn't just involve a rebrand. It was a total change management. It was a digital transformation from the company. And many times you have employees who, you know, they're great employees. They've been there for a long time, but they're used to doing their job a certain way and they fear change. And I think it's important to, you know, have onboarding programs from the time you hire somebody the more they understand what their functional role is and how that role fits into the larger organizational goals, whether it's business and branding, whatever that is or whatever their functional role is, once they understand the part they play in delivering that, you know, it's they're armed with the knowledge. They understand what they need to do, why they're doing it. If you're just telling somebody, well, I need you to do this and you don't tell them why, you don't tell them how it fits into the bigger picture. Chances are you're not going to get as good of results as, as you might if you were more transparent. And it's not to say that every employee needs to know all the details of the business strategy and business plan. But what they do need to know is they need to know how they support that within their functional role. They need to have transparency and access to resources and tools and programs that allow them to deliver their best work and support those business and brand goals. I completely agree. I talk a lot about alignment. After all, my company is named Profitable Alignment because mm -hmm. when individuals, teams, and organizations are properly aligned, profits naturally follow. It's the same idea that if the employees know they're not just a cog in the system, but that they actually get to contribute, that what they do matters, that 
they understand, oh, this is where the organization is going and this is how I impact it. This is how I influence it. This is why my role and why I am important. They're a lot more likely to be engaged. They're a lot more likely to be excited. They're going to have a reason to come to work and say, I work for this organization that has this vision and goal and I get to help with that. The reason I started working there was because of this organization's vision and goal. When they identify with that, your employee exodus stops because people get excited. And even if you are having employee exodus, one of the things, especially if you're a big organization, mm -hmm. you know, just like onboarding programs where it gives you a chance to really um, bring the employee into the family, so to speak, and mm -hmm. help them understand everything about the organization. If you're offboarding and you're offboarding um, somebody for whatever reason, maybe they took on a new role somewhere else, it's an opportunity to maintain that person as a brand ambassador and have that mm -hmm. person now is out in the world saying, oh, I worked for this organization and they were wonderful to me and I had a great experience. Not only are they a brand ambassador for you, but you know, now they help you make connections if you're trying to do business to business um, sales. Maybe that employee that left is now in another business. Now you have a connection. Now you have an inroad into that business. And, you know, developing an alumni program for those large corporations, not a bad idea at all. That's a perspective that never occurred to me. I absolutely love it. When you first started talking about if you still have an employee exodus, my first thought was perhaps you're aligning your organization better because the people who don't fit are leaving. The approach that you brought was eye-opening for me because it was maybe they love where they are working for you, but they want more or they want different. And it's not necessarily they don't fit, but they might fit somewhere else better or they might have, their goals may have changed. So to have an offboarding, which I've never heard that word before, I think that's brilliant. To find out how can we support you in your next role? and to give them a reason to still be your raving fan, to be your brand ambassador. That's brilliant. I hadn't even thought of that. I thank you for bringing that to the forefront. I think that's all those connection possibilities there. Yeah, I think people leave companies for a variety of reasons. Maybe it's for, you know, because they wanna be there, start a family and be there for their young children. Maybe it's to take their career to another level. But then there's also that group, I think, that falls into they're, they're not necessarily happy with the company, but they're in their comfort zone. They mm -hmm. are comfortable in their role, but not necessarily happy. And sometimes they aren't, like you said, they're not a great fit for the organization. But I think that if you, you know, as a leader, I always made the effort to coach those people out of the organization. And, you know, it's a hard process, but what I found is many times those same people come back to me and say, 
I never, I was so comfortable in my position. I didn't realize I wasn't a great match. And I'm so happy now. I wish I'd done this 10 years ago, five years ago. And so even though you've coached an individual out of the organization, you've still maintained a brand ambassador because it was a positive experience. And I think wherever you can create a positive experience, it comes back tenfold. Oh my goodness. I love it. Love it. I, I'm just all excited about <laughs> everything you're saying. So with all of these wonderful things that you've been doing, all of these perspectives, all the places that you have implemented and helped in so many things, what is your favorite professional project? Ah. Uh. I would have to say the global rebrand um, for a large global, very complex organization. There were 38 teams involved. Um, I personally led six of those teams and I sat as a subject matter expert as a branding expert on the remaining 32 teams. And I think what resonates with me is just, you know, the scale of it. And, and, you know, it was the first time realizing that, you know, they're all part of this global organization. And now we're trying to develop this one brand global approach because of globalization. And, you have to bring companies up to speed with technology. Some company, some countries were way behind with technology, while others were way ahead. So, you know, it was all about evening the playing field, listening to stakeholders um, and what they needed and understanding the differences, the cultural nuances and the differences from country to country and what they needed. And to be able to create a one brand approach that worked for all of those countries. And I think that was huge. And being able to also work with an award-winning in-house, um, basically agency style uh, creative team and being able to push back on the outside agencies and saying, well, this doesn't work for us. I know this is your vision, but this is, doesn't work for us because we're the ones out in the field. And this is why we need to change this. So it was also about the people having a say, a say in what was happening, you know, being transparent. I ended up getting nominated for a chairman's award for that work. It was a project I will never forget. Tammy, that is an amazing story. I love that you were so excited about your work that you were up every morning. Yay, this is it. It didn't burn you out. You were working with an organization across 150 countries to make it all cohesive and you were making sure you had buy-in from all of the employees. That's a phenomenal project. And of course, being nominated for a chairman's award, that speaks volumes. I think that's brilliant. You know, and one of the things I learned, I think through that process is change is tough. You know, a lot of people, some people just embrace it naturally, but others, they don't embrace it. And it's not because they don't want to, or they're resistant to change. They fear the unknown. And so 
you know, one of the things I learned through that project is some of the biggest resistors ultimately became some of the strongest advocates because I brought them on board and I worked with them in their area of expertise to develop train the trainer programs and really get them involved. And they became some of the most powerful brand advocates out there in helping promote change. So I think, you know, back to your original comments when we opened, it's, you know, I think that transparency is huge for employees. I completely agree. Thank you. For those who have been listening or viewing, what is the best way for somebody to reach you? All your links are in the show notes, but what's your preferred method of contact? Oh, I think that um, if somebody goes to TammyDrost.com, um, they can access all my links readily from my website uh, to reach me. I'm also on LinkedIn. They can look me up on LinkedIn. I think it's Tammy S. Drost on LinkedIn. So feel free to connect with me. As a result of this conversation, what would you most like listeners and viewers to remember? I think that um, it's important to remember, and I think sometimes leaders forget this, that one size doesn't fit all. Um, I think that really getting engaged employees involves understanding, understanding them, understanding the tools, the resources they need, how, you know, so that they can do their job the best way possible. And really getting them involved in the process when there's major changes going on in the company, not just being transparent, but what are some of the roles that they could fill? Because it's an opportunity. You know, maybe before the all of these changes, you had employees who were doing certain roles. Now the opportunities open up to things that maybe they've never thought possible before where they could stretch their skills a little bit. Maybe they've never done training, but they've always wanted to. And now it's an opportunity to train people in new, you know, new processes, new systems, new programs, a new brand, whatever it happens to be. So I think getting employees engaged, there's so many ways to do it. And now more than ever, I think that's important. Thank you so much for your time today, Tammy. You have been a joy to be on this podcast, and I hope that others have enjoyed this anywhere near as much as I have. Well, thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to or viewing today's Engaged Company Culture episode. I hope you have enjoyed the episode. I hope you have learned something and have something that you can apply today to engage your company culture and encourage your employees to enjoy work. Looking forward to Mondays instead of only looking forward to Fridays. If you liked this episode, please share it with someone else you know. Also, like and subscribe to Engaged Company Culture anywhere you listen to podcasts. 
Thank you and have a wonderful day.